Hi, I'm Jackie Tantillo, and this is Should Have Listened to My Mother. Before I introduce my guest, I wanted to remind you that you can still listen to Should Have Listened to My Mother on the radio at KPPQLP Ventura, if you're out in California, at 104.1 FM. And it streams on my tuner app and on capsmedia.org forward slash radio. So thank you to everybody at KPPQ. As you know, the name of this podcast is Should Have Listened to My Mother. However, I've often thought that it's not just about mothers or moms. It's about grandmothers and aunts and friends or any female role model that's had an impact on your life for better or for worse. So I found my guest by searching for information about the significance of the role of grandmothers in our lives, and I stumbled upon an article from the Huffington Post entitled, Why Grandmothers Are So Important. I'm like, well, this is perfect. (laughs) So in doing more research, I found out that my guest is a mom, she's a writer and blogger, and contributes to many media outlets, and she's also the author of the children's book, It's Raining Pizza. Hello, Christina Capetta, and welcome to Should Have Listened to My Mother, Grandmother, Female Hero (laughs) podcast. Hello, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for joining us today. Christina is, she's writing everywhere, including her blog, since I believe you started in 2011, called The Mommy Rundown. And you also have tons of amazing information on that blog, including products and reviews, giveaways, Be My Guest, educational pieces to share with kids. It's really, really informative, especially for young moms, right? You have two children? I do, yep. They are now 12 and 9. Oh, they all all get big and and grow up. Quickly, (laughs) very quickly. (laughs) So you're also a former TV news producer. Now you're turned everything mommy writer. So I'm curious as to who or what set you in this particular direction. I would say that, you know, after my second daughter was born nine years ago, it's almost ten years ago now, um, you know, you're, when you become a mom, I think that your focus changes a little bit. Um, not that it should be, you know, I don't believe it should be 100% on your kids because I think you still need to have your own identity, but I think some of the things that you value um, change and, you know, having, you know, this career where I used to get up at four in the morning to do morning news, you know, when you have two little ones, a two-year-old and, a, you know, an infant, you know, that becomes a little challenging, even when you have a supportive husband. You know, it's a lot. And, you know, you begin to think, you know, I just I want to do something different. And you know, I still want to use my talents. I want to use my education. But I know, like, in my heart, I knew there was something else I could do. So it just, you know, took me a little time to figure it out. And I just needed to step away and figure out, you know, well, I still loved writing. I just didn't really want to be writing, you know, news pieces all the time. And I wanted to have a semi-normal schedule. And not have to worry if I was going to have Thanksgiving or Christmas off, you know, things like that, that as, you know, a single person or even just a married person are not as important to you where you don't really think about them as much. But when you have kids, those kind of things um, become more important to you. And I just really wanted to be there for my kids and, you know, watch them grow up and things like that. Everything changes once you start a family. That go-getter mentality, sometimes moms are able to pull it off. But I honor and respect your decision to be able to, oh, wait, is it, what is it, a S-A-H-M, <laughs> stay-at-home yes, mom? Yeah, stay-at-home mom. I know there's a, the W-A-H-M, the work-at-home mom. There's all these uh, <laughs> acronyms. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness, I'm I'm already dated. My my two boys are almost out of college, so. But it, it was really fun to look back at all those details that are so helpful to moms because you're often lost when you have young ones at home. So you did write that article about grandmothers, and I and and I want to talk about her briefly. First, I'd like to talk about your mom a little bit and the influence that she's had on your life and who you are today. Um, my mom, she's awesome. I mean, you know, everybody says that about their moms mostly. <laughs> um, but, you know, she really is. I mean, I'm an only child, so I had the privilege, you know, of having all the attention, <laughs> all of her attention, you know, which, which was nice, even though I do wish I did have a sibling at times. Um, you know, but she was just growing up, like, I always remember her always being very patient. And now as a mother, like, I try to, like, think to myself, oh, my goodness, like, I need to try to be patient because... Your mom, you know, patience sometimes doesn't come easily, <laughs> um, you know, when the kids test you a lot. So growing up, you know, I just always appreciated. She was always that calming voice. And, you know, and I try to be that for my kids, you know, as much as I can. And sometimes, you know, I step back and I'm like, oh, am I, you know, I'd be more patient. Am I being, you know, am I doing this right? Which I'm sure every mom thinks that as well. Um, but, you know, besides being calming, she was always very supportive over everything that I did. You know, maybe if she didn't even agree with me 100%. You know, it was always, I always knew she had my back. And, you know, I think a lot of kids, I think they need that, especially girls, um, especially these days, Not maybe not as much as when I was growing up, but I think girls these days always need to have some extra support because there's so many, like, so much negativity out there. But, you know, especially for my girls, I try to, you know, always, you know, support them. Even sometimes, you know, if I don't, you know, when my six-year-old wanted to play the drums, I wasn't really 100% on board with that. But, you know, fast forward <laughs> a few years later, and she is phenomenal, you know. And I was like, okay, good thing I didn't, you know, squash that. Um, you know, things like that, like I tried, that I learned from my mom, I try to, you know, bring into my life now as a mom. And, um, you know, she, my mom was also, um, you know, just, she's always just a giving person. And I always tell her, I'm like, you're a much better person than I am because she does things, so many things for so many people. And, you know, she's the type of person, she doesn't expect anything in return, which, you know, it's kind of hard to come by these days. And I always tell her she's going to get a golden ticket to heaven because I said to her, I said, you know, you do so many things. And I just, you know, things like that. That's, you know, really What's your mom's, oh, I'm sorry to step on you. What's your mom's name? Her name is Judy. Does Judy work, or was she a stay-at-home mom as well? Um, she was home. With me. She was home with me when I was little, um, but then she went back to work part time. Like when I was up until seventh grade, I remember. I remember when I got into seventh grade. Um, you know, I was like, you know, home a little bit more, and um, but she she worked part time. And then my grandmother, and that's just one of the reasons why she had a lot of influence on me. She used to take care of me um, after school. You know, until my mom got home, things like that. And when I was little, you know, she would take care of me a lot, too. So now she's my mom retired, but yeah. What kind of work did your mom do? Um, she worked in the library, and she did a lot of um, clerical work. Oh, great. I, lo- I worked in our the school li- the kids' school library for like seven years. I loved it. I love working in the library. That was her career, so yeah. And so when, then when she would get home from work, she would, would she make sure you had your homework done or she trusted that you were you were good on your own she let you be independent yeah i mean i was very independent i think um but you know she would always double check me because i think you know that's a mom's job always to, to check up you know but i think you know she knew that i i knew what i was supposed to do you know i was i think i was pretty responsible so she didn't have to worry too much <laughs> 
Did you start writing at a young age? I did. When I was, it's funny because um, when I moved out of my mom's house and um, I found, you know, going through things, and I found this, like, book that I think I must have, like, wrote in, like, second or third grade. Um, you know, it's just about, like, fun things I used to like to do. And it was on construction paper, but it had those, um, the papers that they used to give you in elementary school with, like, the dotted lines so you wrote your letters correctly. So the story was written on that, and then it was pasted onto the construction paper. Um, so there was, you know, when I was little, I used to write. I used to like to write. And then when I went to high school, I wrote for the school paper, and that just went through to college and, you know, beyond. Have you written nonfiction work? Um, not in book form. Um, you know, the articles that I write are obviously, you know, all nonfiction because they're all, you know, either interview-based or topic-based, you know, and things like that. How about poetry? Um, no, I was never really into poetry. <laughs> I could never, I always felt like poetry needed to rhyme, and I just, I couldn't do that. <laughs> So when you um, close your eyes and you think of your mom, your your mom is still with us. Judy's still with us, yeah. right? So when you think of a childhood memory, where do you kind of see, sense, and feel yourself? Do you have one particular memory that comes to mind? Like, was it in the kitchen? Was it outside? Did you go to the beach? Was it family gatherings? I would say um, in the kitchen, um I don't like to actually cook real food, but I like to bake, and my mom was always a good baker. Um, so I'll make you dessert, but, you know, you can make me dinner. Um, but, yeah, she was always a, a great baker, and um, I mean, she still is a great baker today. But, yeah, we used to bake a lot, which is actually something I do with my girls now, but they actually actually like to cook real food, too, which is good. But, um, yeah, we used to bake a lot, and, you know, I mean, back in the day when they used to have, like, school bake sales and things like that, I remember her always... You know, we have to bake this and we have to bake that. And I like to, I used to like to help her to do those kinds of things. As you were growing up, did you welcome your mom's advice or did you cherish your independence? Um, yeah, you know, I would always ask her opinion. You know, I think a lot of kids, you know, well, what do you think I should do? And, you know, sometimes you, some people, they, they want their mom or their dad to say, you know, I think you should do A, B, and C. Oh, so she gave you the liberty or the freedom to kind of make decisions on your own. What's your mom like with your girls? She is amazing. They love her. Um, I mean, they, my oldest daughter from, like, day one, you know, because when she, my oldest daughter was born, I was still working. So my mom took care of her and my mother-in-law. They took turns. And so, you know, she got to form a, a good bond with both of them. But even, like, my, my youngest, you know, they both love her and they have a great relationship. They hang out, you know. They play games, you know, they talk, and, we, you know, we still we go to lunch together, you know, we go shopping. We try to have a lot of, um, like, girl time, especially now. You know, my mom is getting older, and I think, you know, when you realize that your mom's getting older and you see things happen, you try to spend more time with them because, you know, you just don't know. Things happen, so. Things happen. Yeah, you mentioned that in your in your grandmother article. Some of them were about the patients, of course, a, a grandmother versus a mom. It seems easier sometimes when they're not your children to let them scream or let them have a meltdown, right, because you're not emotionally attached. Yes, um, definitely. I know there's things like, you know, I'll get mad at my girls for doing, and well, they'll be like, you know, well, Grandma let me do this. You know, I'm like, that's great, <laughs> you know, but you're with me, and I'm not going to let that happen. You know, things like that, which I remember, like like you said, with my grandmother, she used to let me get away with everything, you know. Plus, you know, I was I was the only granddaughter as well, so, you know, it was just like, you know, 
You are special. (laughs) Like that, but yeah. So you are geographically close with your mom as well. Oh, yeah. She lives five minutes away from me. Yeah, I was about two hours away in college. Even then, it wasn't, you know, so far. It wasn't like she was on the other side of the country or anything like that. Your grandmother that you wrote about, is this a maternal or paternal grandmother? My maternal grandmother. Ah, are, are your grandmother and mother very similar? They are very similar, my grandmother and my mother. Um, my grandmother, I think, was a little more easygoing, where my mom sometimes, you know, she would get a little stressed, um, even though, you know, she was always very supportive. But my grandmother, maybe because, you know, she was older, obviously, but she was always so laid back. And I remember I used to call her a lot of times, like, if I had a problem or if I was worried about something, so it was always a worry war as a child. And she would always be like, relax, you know, don't worry about it, it's fine, you know, you worry too much. You know, things like that, I think, you know, I try to take away. And I tell my kids now because I see they, they worry about stupid things. And I try to, you know, kind of channel my grandmother a little bit and tell them not to worry about stuff, you know, things like that. Is your grandmother still with us? No. It's ironic. She passed away um, six years ago um, on today's date, actually. Wow. She must have been making this little circle happen. What's your grandmother's name? Her, her name was Rachel. Oh, that's so great. Hi, Rachel. We're thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it was a little crazy, you know. It was a little crazy. But, um, yeah, six years. And you felt comfortable calling her if you were concerned. Would you be, like, worried about your parents or something? Is that, or just anything in general that you felt safe oh, calling her? Anything in general, like, yeah, anything in general, like something stupid, you know, oh, you know, like in high school, you know, I failed this test, you know, my God, you know, my average is going to go down, you know. I'm like, yeah, that's nothing, don't worry about that, you know, things like that, you know, or even, you know, when I got to college, you know, before, you know, email was a big thing and texting, obviously, she used to send me letters, um, handwritten letters, you know, back in the day, <laughs> mail mail, um, you know, send me letters, you know, I miss you, how are you doing, you know, things like that, and I... You know, I found um, those letters as well when I was going through some old stuff. And it, it's really comforting, you know, to see, the, you know, the letters. And she had a very, I could always tell her penmanship. She was she was left-handed, so I don't know if that made her penmanship so recognizable. But I knew anytime, like, if she would send me something in the mail, I didn't even have to open it. I knew it was her with her penmanship. It was just very on point. <laughs> oh, there's just something about those letters that we would, I would get letters from my mom. And there was always $20. <laughs> in there as well. I don't know if if your grandmother did the same, but I have my mom's letters too. So I know um, it's very sentimental. They're very sentimental for sure. I'm curious, do many of your contemporaries, did they have that same experience of that shared bond between mom and grandma? Um, I think it's 50-50. I do have some close friends who are extremely close with their moms. You know, and then I have some, you know, who not so much for one reason or another are not. Um, but it's funny, the ones that are very close with their mothers are like the ones that I, I consider my best friends. So I think, you know, birds of a feather flock together <laughs> in that regard. There's something about it, isn't it? I don't know what there it is, is but um, yeah. it's really, it really is rings true for me as well. And I'm, I'm from a big family of seven. I have five sisters and one brother. And our, our mother, Linda, was quite the the role model. Really, really just absolutely wonderful. 
your mom when you were a little girl. Did she openly tell you how proud she was of you or how much she loved you? Or did she continuously compliment you and let you know that you were on a good path? All the time. And it's funny because, like, she would always tell people, oh, did you know that Christina did this and Christina did that? And I'd be like, oh, my God, Ma, you're embarrassing me. You know, and then I kind of find, like, me doing that with my kids sometimes, you know, like if something comes up and, like, oh, did you know, you know, that she plays the drums or she does this? And they look at me like, you know, God. But I think it's because my mom always used to do that. She, you know, I was the only one, too, so I think maybe that had a lot to do with it. Um, you know, she would, yeah, she would always be very loving and always tell me that she loved me, which I do that to my kids, too. So I think kids do need to hear that, you know, they... Even though, you know, you might think, well, they know that I love them because I'm their, their mom. But I think it's nice to hear those words. And I think it makes a big difference, even if they roll their eyes and <laughs> and they're mortified. <laughs> I think exactly. when they look back, they'll appreciate a lot more than they do now. Did your mom have any particular hobbies or interests that she would say, hey, Christina, come do this with me? You know, not really, um, to be honest with you. No, I don't, nothing really sticks out um, a lot. You baked but my together. Grandmother, yeah, we baked. Yes, we did. Um, but my grandmother was a very avid reader. I mean, she would be the type of person who, can fin- who could have finished a book in a day or two, like a big book. And that was definitely something that carried on to me because I love to read as well. I don't, never, never read as fast as she could. But, um, so, you know, she was my grandmother. She had tons of books, and she read them all and all different kinds of things. So that, on that kind of topic, um, my, my grandmother definitely instilled a love of reading, which I try to do with my kids, too. What did she read? Were they novels? Were they about history or art? Yeah, all different kinds of novels. I mean, mostly fiction. I know she had a lot of romance novels. She had a lot of, like, drama novels, um, you know, thrillers. Thrillers, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, like, any, anything... You know, she had tons of bookshelves, I remember, in her house, you know, with books, like hardcover books, you know, not paperbacks. I mean, she had paperbacks, too, but I remember she had a lot of hardcover books. Wow. Do you know if she would stay up, like I stay up sometimes till 3 in the morning if I'm in the middle of a really good book? You know, and of course, I have to be up by 6.30, which doesn't <laughs> doesn't always go so well the next day. But was she, could you picture her as a little child or a little girl cuddled up with a book, even when she was little, your grandmother? Probably. I mean, I know she was always an early bird, like when I remember her as, you know, being my grandmother. So I know she would get up early, and um, one of the houses that she lived at had a screened-in porch. So one of her things she used to do would go sit up, speak, to go sit on the porch and read. You know, she could sit there for hours and just read and read and read, you know. So I'm sure, you know, when she was little, I have to ask, you know, family members if she was a big reader when she was little. But I'm sure because I don't think that's something you just pick up as an adult. That's pretty great. And I'm always curious about the answer to this question. Are you who you are today because of or in spite of your mother? Um, I would definitely say because of uh, my mom because I don't think that without her support, and just, like, her loving nature, like, I could be the person I am because, and like I said before, I think you really need to always feel like you have somebody in your corner to support you because I think that does play into your success no matter, you know, how hard of a worker you are or how many opportunities you may have. I think, you know, having someone to support you and always, you know, back you up is important. So I definitely think um, it's because of her. Um, you know, also, too, you know, she she always told me, you know, you should always, you know, do what you love to do. And, you know, I always used to love to write, so that's what I ended up doing. 
Um, you know, so I think that was also, you know, definitely contributed to the person I am today. Was she the kind of mom that would give you hugs all the time? I know that she would compliment oh, yeah. you, and so she was openly affectionate with you. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, which I am with my kids, too. So, you know, I think it's just as important as saying the words, you know, I love you, is, you know, to show them, you know, with a hug, you know, you know, kiss, you know, things like that, because it's important. Kids need to feel loved. Indeed they do. They need to see it, feel it, hear it makes a big difference in the entire family relationship. Uh, you are also the author of a children's book, It's Raining Pizza. So tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Um, yeah, so It's Raining Pizza. Um, you know, one of, I've, even though like, I enjoy writing articles, it's just something I always wanted to write a um, children's picture book. And I, you know, I wrote a couple other books that never made it, you know, past my computer. Um, but this one, you know, was just something fun. I just tried to think about, you know, with what my kids would like. And I'm like, wow, a lot of kids like pizza. My kids love pizza. And, you know, what would be a really cool idea? Well, what if it was raining pizza? You know, kids would love that. And, you know, so I wrote the text of it. And, I, you know, I tried to submit it to some few, a few agents, try to get it, you know, published on that route. Um, but I, w- I would always hit a roadblock. It would always be, you know, we like this, but there was this problem, there was that problem. So then um, locally there was um, an art studio. They had this um, author and illustrator class for adults and for children. And, you know, you can put, and they would help you publish the book through Amazon Kindle. And, you know, my, thing, my problem was I was a good writer, but I can't draw for anything. Like stick figures is my thing. So, but my youngest daughter is very artistic. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, wait a minute, light bulb. I mean, she can draw these pictures, and my older daughter can help to paint them. She likes to paint and do those kind of things as well. So we started going to these author-illustrator classes and where, you know, the woman helps you guide. And I had the book written pretty, you know, from cover to cover. I mean, it's just a picture book. It's not that long anyway. But she helped to guide us with the, the pictures. You know, we used our ideas. She gave us some ideas. And um, we were able to publish it together, um, you know, through Amazon Kindle, which is great. So oh, that was nice. great. You did it together. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really, it was good. And, you know, it, after a while I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, why did it take you so long to figure this out? Like, the answer was literally right in front of you every day. You know, my, my daughter loved to draw, and she would draw a lot. And, but I never, it never clicked to me that maybe she could draw the pictures. And, you know, she had so much fun drawing it. You know, when she sees that, you know, she is the illustrator, you know, because their names are in the book. And, you know, it's just something It's something that, like, we're always going to have that we did together. You know, it'll live on, you know, whether it lives on Amazon. I mean, lives in my house. You know, and we did, you know, when it was published, my elementary school, they had a Christmas fair. And they invited me um, to be one of the, the people there. And I was able to, you know, sign the books and do that and it was really nice you know when the kids would come up to me like oh I really liked it and then the moms would say yeah they tried to draw the characters too you know and it was cute and I you know I did some readings some local schools and library and things like that so yeah it was definitely really cool I'm hoping to do another one <laughs> is this the same daughter that's the drummer the one yeah. that did the <laughs> wow yes, she's multi-talented <laughs> yeah. yeah she's very artsy <laughs> oh that's so great can I ask, I'm curious, is Capetta your married name or your maiden name? My uh, married name. Your married name. And and your grandmother and mom are what nationality? 
Italian as well. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I didn't go too far. <laughs> I'm Italian. There's nothing like an Italian mom and an Italian grandmother. <laughs> yes, exactly. There's nothing like a great mother and a great grandmother. You know, it, it's not just the, the nationality that matters. It's the big heart and it's the patience in a, in a mom. Ugh, times I just didn't have what I needed, <laughs> for sure. But I think oh, looking no. back, I think our kids are going to do okay. So Christina Capetta, thank you for joining us. Christina is a writer and contributor to Parentology, Family Education, and lots more. And she's got her blog, The Mommy Rundown, as well as her children's book, It's Raining Pizza. Thank you, Christina, for joining us on Should Have Listened to My Mother. Thank you so much for having me. This is a lot of fun. Say hi to your mom. Hi, Mom. (laughs) I'm Jackie Tantilla. We'll see you next time on Should Have Listened to My Mother.